Hello, everyone. This is Sherry K. Hoff with the Living Joyfully Show. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I have a fantastic guest, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her in just a second. But first, make sure you head on over to the website, sherrykhoff.com. That's S-H-E-R-I. K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com. There's all kinds of wonderful freebies, including the super fun bucket list masterclass. You aren't going to want to miss that freebie. So let me tell you about my gorgeous guest and um, all the fantastic things that she's done. Cheryl Plouffe is a video strategist, former Canadian TV broadcaster, and the creator of Cash In On Camera. She has been seen by millions over the course of her 25-year career in news media and has produced thousands of videos and has broadcast over 20,000 hours of live. That's 10 years of professional work, 20,000 hours of live television. She lives and works in Ontario, Canada. Welcome, Cheryl. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm excited, Sherry. This is going to be a great conversation, I can tell. Yeah, so it seems like video is just getting bigger and bigger out there. And yet I know that, you know, people that I coach, oftentimes it's not in their wheelhouse. Like some of the people coming up, you know, in their 20s and 30s sort of grew up with video. But there's a lot of fear when it comes to creating a presence on video. So how do you recommend people get started? Well, I think you're absolutely right. People my age, you know, and I'm about, I'm going to be 50 as of the recording of, of this show this year, you know, we didn't grow up with this. We didn't grow up with the internet, <laughs> so <laughs> let alone social media and video, you know, seems so foreign. It was really reserved for the people who were in my profession on television, right? The anchors of of, of the days past. And so I think that now that it's been really democratized, I guess, in that sense, and that it's available to all of us, a lot of us are, you know, kind of looking at, well, how do I get in it? And as you said, you know, how do we get started? It's really about making a decision. It's, it's really as simple as that. It's making a decision. However, for a lot of people, it's a difficult decision to make. And it's a decision about commitment. And it's a commitment to your audience. How committed are you to your audience and how committed are you to yourself and your business growth? Because this is the way that people want to consume content. They love video. We see that year over year over year. Why are all these platforms providing live streaming capability? Because this is the world we live in. But a lot of people have been stuck in this not wanting to change type of world. You know, it's like, listen, I'm a big Prince fan. I'm a huge Prince fan, but we ought not to market like it's 1999. We have to, <laughs> you know, we have to market the way that it's working and people want video. They want to connect with you and you have to be willing to make a decision to show up. Oh, I love that. And so, you know, people come in all different shapes and sizes and ages and, you know, oftentimes I'll hear from people, they'll say, you know, I'm just not a camera person. They feel really shy um, or maybe even self-conscious. So what do you say to that person? Well, I think that's normal. I, I don't think there's anything abnormal about that 
type of reaction. You know, I think we all have some level of insecurity within ourselves, but again, it comes back to who are you really making this about? Is it about you or is it about your audience? Sometimes that is the best way to think of it. If you think about making this a value to your audience, it takes the pressure off of you and it lifts a weight off your shoulders. And now you don't feel so heavy of, oh my gosh, like I have to make it about, you know, what if I don't have the right, you know, I need to get the nose job first. I got to lose the weight. Uh, My hair isn't done. I don't have the makeup, the clothes or whatever. These are all excuses that we put in front of ourselves for, uh, to, to avoid doing the thing that probably scares us a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and same with technology. That's another one. I don't have the right tripod. I don't have the ring light. Therefore I cannot do these videos when in fact you can go to Amazon and it ships to your door the next day. So those are excuses that people hang on to, but in terms of vanity, which is really what I think the issue is, um, mm-hmm. you know, in order to rid yourself of that, make it about your audience and make it about a commitment to them and showing up to be a value to them and helping them with their challenges, frustrations, obstacles, and it will come back to you in the end. Mm, good advice. So, uh, and isn't that true about all of our efforts that when we're, when we make it about ourselves, it just doesn't work very well. But when we make it about the people that we're serving, we're really reaching people with our hearts, no matter what it is that we're doing. Well, so, it's interesting, yeah. Sherry, you know what it's, it's interesting to me how for many of us who are in the industry of being of service in terms of our offers, you know, we're service driven people, mission driven, purpose driven people, but yet somehow when it comes to marketing, we forget all of that. Yeah. And we think we have to be somebody we're not, or um, yeah, yeah. Fit ourselves into a box that we don't belong in or then we don't want to be in it. So, um, so when you are working with people or let's say you're just kind of coasting through social media, what would you say are the mistakes and are there any mistakes that people are making that are kind of surprising? Because we all think we know what the mistakes might be, but, but what are some mistakes and things that we can avoid, you know, the simple things. Yeah. Simple things, actionable things that you can do today. One of the things that I like to share is that when you are using video in this format, this modality to reach your clients and get more leads and to grow your business, what you really want to do is leverage this platform in order to connect with people. And one of the things that I try to dissuade people from doing is using a teleprompter. So when I was on TV all those years, we did have a teleprompter in the studio, but interestingly enough, we rarely used it because most of what we did was ad-libbed, you know, and we would, I I mean, I would talk for six minutes at a time, you know, five times per hour for six hours a day is 17 years. And so you get used to being able to ad-lib and there were some portions of it that were scripted and where we had to read from a teleprompter, but it's a very specialized skill. To be able to read well from a teleprompter takes time and practice so that your eyes are not moving. And I know for those of you who are listening to the audio, you're not seeing me right now, but I'm, you know, if I'm reading from a teleprompter, my eyes are moving from side to side, but you can see that. And what does it tell the viewer who's watching? It says, it says, I'm reading from a script right now. I'm not speaking from my heart and I'm not connecting with you. So I think that, you know, there are, there is a time and a place for a teleprompter. For example, if you were reading a script that was written for a sales page, 
that is something very specific where there are certain words and keywords and beats and timing and cadence and tone that needs to be hit at certain points. So I can see the strategy being more related to maybe a teleprompter type of scenario. But when we're talking about social media, value-driven content that you're doing either daily or weekly, I would prefer people not use a teleprompter to do that. But that's one thing that I would suggest. The other thing I would suggest is that when you do, and live streaming is a really big part of our our, um, ideas around here for getting out there and being seen, uh, is that not to open your live stream with a with a greeting to everyone. So let me give you an example. So if I'm doing a live stream, I wouldn't open my stream by saying, hi, everybody, or hey, everybody, hi, everybody, hi, everyone, because everyone is not one specific person. So you want to be speaking to one person behind the lens. So if you're making that uh, mistake right now, it's something easy that you can correct. Next time you do a live stream, open it by saying, great to see you here today. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be a great conversation. So that's another thing you can do. Well, so that's really interesting because is that the same for podcasts? Because I think I opened my podcast with, hello, hello, everyone. (laughs) It happens all the time. So uh, I would say, yes, I think it's the same. I think it's anytime that you are using these whether it's video or podcast, and you're addressing a group of people, you know that it's a group of people, be thousands of people who are going to consume that content over the course of time or in a short period of time. You know that, but the person, again, it's about who is it that's in your mind while you're speaking and addressing them. You want to be thinking about one person behind the lens or behind the mic. So that's a very common thing. Yeah, wow. very common thing. Well, that sounds like a habit that I can change. I've been doing this for 14 years and I just learned something. So I'm just going to take that gracefully and say I can do that. And I, I was thinking about my show and I had someone do a voiceover and I was trying to think about what she said and she didn't say that everyone and and um and that, and she's a professional actress and that's probably why she knew that. So, okay. Well, I'm not a professional actress, but I will make that change. And thank you for pointing it out. Awesome. <laughs> Probably when I said that, you're like, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> if, if it makes you feel any better, I probably have done it a couple of times over the course of my career, but I, <laughs> I have trained myself. And I think that's everything that I do, Sherry, is through the lens and through the best practices of broadcasting that I bring into the work that I do and how I educate and the the awesome things that we do is always through that lens. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I probably have done it over the course of time. I've probably done it a couple of times, but because I've had so much experience doing this and I've been in multi-million dollar studios and have been employed to do this, it's mm-hmm. something that I did professionally for so long. You just, it becomes ingrained in you. And that that's obviously part of, of the learning. Yeah. Well, and it's all learning. So I think it's fantastic. What a great kernel of wisdom there. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, you do something unique in that you're, um, you know, you have all this video expertise, but you also, focus on it in a different way. So, you know, when people come to you and they work with you, what do you start with them? What do you work on first? Which seems to me like a little different than what people expect. Well, I think it always starts with strategy. You know, my title, I call myself a video strategist. I think it has to start at the strategic level. 
Just like if you were going to a business coach, the business coach would probably start at the strategic level. Um, if you're going to a, a nutritionist, they're going to start, you know, at the, what's the strategy to make you eat better, you know? So I think it's always starting at that strategic level. So what does that really mean? It's like a big word to say that we have to examine where you're at currently, who is your audience? We have to start with the basics. We have to understand who, what is it that you're trying to sell ultimately? Uh, do you have a team? You know, don't you have a team? Uh, what is your message? That's a huge one. How clear is your message? I think it's all of these fundamental things from a strategic level that we have to look at first. But aside from that, I think the next step in terms of taking action, I say start with live streaming. And I didn't always believe that. I think that, you know, prior to COVID, what I really focused on was recorded video and I have courses and I've sold thousands of dollars of courses to people to teach, you know, how to edit videos, a lot of post-production. I'm a self-taught editor myself. So I figured if I can learn it, anyone can, because I was the talent on camera, never really behind the scenes. So, but that's how I felt about it before COVID. Now I feel differently about it. And here's why, because I think we've seen so many people who are pivoting, who are having to reinvent themselves, who are having to start over. And you don't have that kind of time. It takes years to become proficient at editing videos and have the skill set to do that. So the way to circumvent the post-production and the bottleneck of the whole process is to not have to do it. Either you're going to outsource it or you're going to live stream because now there are ways and great tools out there that allow you to live stream your message in real time and get it out there. So I'm, I'm really a big proponent of live streaming first. Okay, so and for people who might not understand what live streaming is, can you um, explain what it is and maybe what it in each different platform what it's like? Yeah, broadcasting live is like live streaming is like broadcasting, you know, in real time. It's it's saying things in real time and it's actually being heard and consumed by people at that very moment. And there may be, sometimes there can be a little little delay. Maybe it's a few seconds of delay, but largely it is in real time. It's happening at that moment. So what's interesting about live streaming is that from a connection perspective, you are sharing a moment in time with that person Mm -hmm. who's on the other side of the lens in that very moment, even though it crosses the miles, it could be from other sides of the planet and different time zones, but you're sharing the same moment. In time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something intimate about that. And so I, I think that that's really what it is. You know, live streaming is broadcasting in real time to an audience of people who are consuming your message in that very moment. So what's interesting. So when you're talking about live streaming, things like Facebook Live is, is an example of live streaming. YouTube has live streaming. Um, so what about people live stream? And then they're going to repurpose that video. Like, let's say you live, do you do a Facebook live and then upload it to YouTube? Do you annotate that in any way so that people understand it's, it's, you know, a recording of a live stream? Because then you would kind of run into the post-production if you're uploading it as a video. Or do you have to do the post-production to make it beautiful? You can. It, it is work. 
You can take, let's say, a Facebook Live. You can download Facebook Live videos. You can edit them through a desktop editor, like the one that I use. And I have this all on my website. All the tools that I recommend, resources I recommend, Camtasia is the one that I use, but there are others. And so you would take your video, if you wanted to slice and dice it, you'd have to put it into an editor so that you can slice and dice that. And then you would need to export those clips and then you'd have to, you know, so there's again, post-production involved, and then you could upload that into YouTube. The thing that I like to recommend is that if you have, and again, this is why strategies are so important. If I'm working with someone and I say, okay, great, let's talk about who, what is your message and who is your audience. And we find out that the audience that that person's trying to attract is indeed on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And we want to reach those people in those three places. I am not going to suggest that they do it live and download it and edit it and upload it here and upload it there. I'm going to say, use Restream. So so Restream is a tool that, yes, you have to pay for, but trust me, it will pay you back in droves in the amount of time it's going to save you because now you can multi-stream that one broadcast to YouTube, LinkedIn Live, if you have that capability, and to your Facebook page, group, and profile at the same time simultaneously. Like think about how much time that saves you, time, frustration, energy. So that's why strategy is so important. If we don't know that at the beginning, then I can't suggest that tool. So it's really about being efficient, but you can do it. It's just not something I would recommend if we know that we want to broadcast to those three platforms. Okay, well, that's interesting. That's a cool tip. Restream. So um, is that just the website restream.com or? Yeah, I mean, you know what, I'll, I'll, prov- I'll I do have a partner link. Um, I have been, okay. you know, I, I use it, I recommend it. And so I okay. provide that to you, Sherry, if you want to put it on. Okay. Your- Okay, perfect. Wonderful. Um, Okay, well, we're kind of getting into some real nitty gritty here. (laughs) What's the number one thing that people ask you when it comes to video? There's so many things. (laughs) One of the things that we haven't touched on yet is how long should my videos be? In fact, I was on Clubhouse earlier today and someone asked me that. And the answer is not as cut and dry as you might like. It is more about the value you provide in the video. Now, certain platforms have certain lengths of video that might might do better on those platforms. So there's a lot of indication uh, that, you know, three minute videos do really well on Facebook, but YouTube videos could go a little longer. Uh, So it it depends on what the platform is. But that is one of the questions that I get asked the most. What I like to come back with is to say, okay, but aside from the length, what are you saying? What, What is the message that you're sharing? What is the what is the core and the crux of what it is that you're trying to communicate? That's more important because people like, you know, in my YouTube channel, I have videos that are under two minutes long, but super valuable because I'm just sharing like one tip. It took Mm -hmm. me a minute and 45 seconds to show and describe that tip. Mm -hmm. That's what it took. I'm not filling it up. I'm not spending, I'm not wasting people's time. I'm just getting to it and showing them what, what it is. My um, most popular video, which now has over a million views is a video that's about nine minutes and 15 or so seconds. It, you know, so it's a longer video and, you know, there's drawbacks to that as well. You're going to see more people tailing off because not everyone will watch a whole nine minute video, but yet it has a million views plus. So it's, it's more about what are you saying? What is the message that you're communicating in the video? 
Okay. Wow. I just, I mean, there's just so much to unpack there. What about the little kernel that I heard about Facebook Live that you should be on for at least five minutes because you give your people time to go, you know, oh, Sherry's on live. Um, And so does that kind of violate like the three minute rule or, you know, what do you, what is your recommendation? Yeah, I think there's validity to that argument uh, because it's a very busy world. And so the longer, let's say you're going live and you have something juicy to share. Sometimes again, the algorithms are, you know, if you're, if, if it's sending out the feelers to people saying, Hey, you know, Cheryl's live and and it might take that person. Maybe they have kids in tow. They've got groceries trying to put them down, whatever it is that they're doing. Everyone's busy. It might take them a few minutes to kind of finally get to sitting down and opening their phone or their desktop to watch the live stream you're doing. The thing that I would really like to remind people is that the true, in my opinion, benefit of going live is it's awesome to have people come in live on the broadcast itself because you get to communicate Mm -hmm. and it's interactive and it's a moment in time you share. That's great. But so many people are doing live streams and there's a lot of competition for attention. My opinion is that the true, real, big, big benefit of doing it live is the circumventing of the Mm post-production. You know, so I'd view when people come on live with me, and I've noticed over the years, there are fewer people necessarily who watch live, live in that moment Mm -hmm. than there were before, because it used to be, was more novel. It was more of a novelty. Like, ooh, this live. But the, the, the shine has worn off on that now. And so there are fewer people watching live but they come back later. You know, that mm-hmm. content now exists on your platform and they saw that notification. And maybe in that moment, they couldn't deal with all the stuff that they were doing, but they made a mental note. You know what? Later on tonight, when I'm sitting down on the couch with my cup of coffee and I'm relaxing, I'm going to open Sherry's video and I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. So the benefit now is that they saw the notification. They couldn't join you live, but now they're going to sit down at a moment of time later and, and sit down and watch that video. And it's already there only instantaneously. It's there. They didn't have to wait for you to download it, edit it, upload it tomorrow or the three days or five days from now when they've forgotten about that video altogether. That's the true benefit in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a great way to present that. So I know, I hope that everyone listening is just taking tons of notes <laughs> so that you can, you know, get the, all of this wisdom and then also follow up with you. So speaking of that, if people want to know more about you, want to know how to work with you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is to go to my website at CherylPluff.com. Cheryl is spelled with an S. So it's S H E R Y L. Pluff is French Canadian. <laughs> L O U F F E. And so if you go to CherylPluff.com, you'll see a contact us button. You can connect with our community manager. You can reach us. I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere on social media, so I'm only a DM away, but we would be happy to, you know, jump on a call or someone on our team can give you a call and kind of better understand what challenges with, you know, generating your leads or, or clients that you're having and where a video might fit into a roadmap for you. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone does that. You've just provided so much value here today. I really appreciate you. And I want to remind everyone to stop by SherryKhoff.com, S-H-E-R-I-K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com 
to uh, grab your free gifts. So, and I realized I said, I want to remind everybody instead of, I want to remind you. (laughs) But at least I caught myself in the moment. Okay, this is a work in progress, people, but I'm a learner, so I will get this. (laughs) This is actually a real teachable moment right now because had I not said that earlier, you would not have been aware. And awareness is the first step in making a change of habit. So the fact that you recognized that and became aware of the fact that you said it says it's working. So congrats. Yeah. And I, and really to have that correction, so to speak once and to have the awareness the second time, it's going to, it's going to sink in pretty quickly. So, so thank you for that. And um, what one or two big ideas do you feel like people should be leaving here today? I think it's about visibility and authority. It's really about those two things. If you can really nail that home, the being visible, getting up there and being seen, and then pair that with authority and being seen as the leader, as an expert, as a resource in your market, you win. Wow. Powerful, powerful people. Thank you so very much. And I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye now.